Welcome to another episode of Storyteller Studio, where we're gathering our lives through genuine conversations and gladly sharing them with folks around the world. As radio announcers, Liz and Tim believe there's something very special about being behind a microphone and letting their hair down. Sometimes people just need a reason to enjoy each other, either again or for the very first time. And we found plenty of others who feel the same. From artists, sports figures, and manufacturers, to filmmakers, authors, and media types, we all may know bits and pieces about a person, but there's always something more. So while we grab our headphones and turn up the mics, it's your chance to eavesdrop on yet another episode of Storyteller's Studio. You don't have to wonder what Chicagoland is thinking. You'll hear it. Plus, me too. I'm asking the questions. You give the answers. This show's a big bus, and we got room for everybody on 720. A next our media group station. It is 76 degrees now at 8 o'clock. Good evening. I'm David Jennings. The news is sponsored by Kaplan Law Firm. We know a little bit more now about what the city's new plan is for migrants arriving on Chicago's doorstep. 39 minutes inbound on the Kennedy. It is half an hour on the outbound side right now. On the inbound Ike, it is half an hour. Outbound side, you're doing reasonably well. DeSaba Lakeshore Drive, Monroe to Marquette, 15 minutes. And there are no other major delays in progress. Just about two weeks after Mayor Johnson revealed his plans to set up 10 cities to accommodate an influx of migrants, we know more about what the city is planning. The mayor has signed a $29 million contract with Garter World Federal Service to set up, staff, and operate those cities. They must have tents. They can house anywhere between 250 and 1,400 people. They'll be required to provide the asylum seekers with bedding, laundry, showers, three meals a day, security, and transportation to and from schools and doctor's appointments. Alderman Raymond Lopez says he can only imagine what it's going to be like in those tents when the temps drop to the single digits. Romeoville police say the two people they were looking for in the weekend murders of four members of a family were involved in a fiery crash in Oklahoma as police tried to stop them. After the crash, authorities there say they heard what sounded like two gunshots coming from the car. They found a man inside dead and a woman who was critically wounded. Romeoville Police Chief Chris Byrne. The Catoosa, Oklahoma Police Department and the Oklahoma State Police are still conducting an investigation. This literally just happened. So until the conclusion of their investigation and notification of family, we have not made any, made any identifications yet. Byrne says they're not looking for any other suspects right now. Experts say people who want to avoid getting really sick this winter should take vaccines for COVID, RSV, and the flu simultaneously. 
Dr. Aileen Marty is an infectious disease specialist at Florida International University. And she talked with our Bob Surratt this morning. She tells him it's safe and more convenient to get those shots at one time. I personally, um, you know, you only have a limited amount of extra time to go and get your shots. Go ahead and get them all at once and just be done with it because that's really what's the general best practice guidelines right now. Dr. Marty also adds there are some doctors who advise their patients to wait a couple of weeks between the RSV and the COVID. COVID and flu shots, although the research suggests it's safe to take them altogether, the vaccines for RSV are new. Under pressure from fellow Democrats, President Biden says that he has granted, the administration is going to grant protection to hundreds of thousands of Venezuelans already in the U.S. The move today will give those who have arrived in the country as of July 31st temporary protected status, essentially making it much easier and faster for them to get authorization to work in the United States. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland got a grilling in by a House committee today. Here's News Nation's Basil John. Garland was in the hot seat as House Republicans, like Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, accused the Department of Justice of going easy on President Joe Biden's son, Hunter. There's one investigation protecting President Biden. There's another one attacking President Trump. Garland defended the DOJ's work and said his agency works independently from the president and Congress. Justice Department treats everyone alike, regardless of party. Everyone is treated alike. Democrats say those accusations by Republicans take away from the agency's focus on things like domestic terrorism, hate crimes, and gun violence. A growing number of Americans are finding it difficult to afford home insurance, a problem that is only expected to get worse because insurers and lawmakers have underestimated the impact of climate change. That is the finding of a new report from the nonprofit First Street Foundation. They say states like California, Florida, and Louisiana, prone to wildfires and damaging storms and flooding, are likely to see the most dramatic increases in their home insurance premiums. WGN Sports Time 8.05 right now. It is not going well for the Cubs in the fifth. They're trailing the Pirates 8 to two. Meanwhile, this afternoon, the Nationals took care of the White Sox. The final in that game was 13 to three. We'll see temperatures fall into the low 60s tonight. Mostly cloudy skies. Some sprinkles will be possible. Then into Thursday, we're up to about 81 degrees, a 40% chance for rain there, mainly during the afternoon. Showers or thunderstorms will be possible during the day Friday. Friday's high 78. Saturday, we're up to 79 degrees. Sunshine there. And Sunday, we climb to 80 with another 40% chance for rain. From the WGN Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Demetrius Ivory. It is 74 at O'Hare, 76 at Midway, 67 now up in Waukegan. I'm David Jennings, WGN News. Next news when it happens. Next scheduled news at 830 on The John Landecker Show. I've been living with a snoring problem nearly my entire life. The Credit Empowerment Workshop begins at 7 p.m. Lower.com, Equal Housing Lender, MLS, 112461. 720 WGN, that music can only mean one thing. That's right. It's time to pick them and pick them some more. Sam Panialovich, New England sports analyst, betting person, knows the odds. Good evening, Sam. Welcome back to WGN. 
Mr. Landecker, good to be with you. How yes. about the uh, the text I sent you about I was, the Elon Musk? Twitter I was just going to bring that up. I was just going to bring that up. Would you please, for those who can't see it, explain it? So there's this really interesting Chicago sports follow. His name is Jay Kuda. He's on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it now. J a y c u d a, and it's basically one of those memes where it's the two circles. Everybody's in the one circle, and then there's one lazy person in the other circle. And it says, have you won a game since Elon Musk bought Twitter? And all 31 teams, aside from the Bears, are in the yes circle. The only team in the no circle is the beloved (laughs) Chicago Chicago Bears, Bears. who, by the way, have lost 12 games in a row. And they have given up 25 points or more in all 12 of those games, which is also an NFL record. Really? That's certainly not the way everyone wants that franchise to go in this town, I can tell you. By the way, you might hear another voice pop in now and again. He has paid to be here. Okay? Uh, Steve Dale? No, not Steve. (laughs) No. But that whole paid to be there always sounds bad. I made a contribution to a charity. Yes. (laughs) Hi, Sam. Uh, Hello. Tim Larson. We had a 40 for 40 auction months ago. He paid money to do this. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, Tim, and, are you a Bears fan? And it, uh, yes. And as a betting analyst, so when people say, "Well, how much did I pay?" I say it's somewhere between chump change in your pocket and winning the lottery, and that's the way I explain it to them. Explain. Oh, what? that range is how too much big. I pay. Hold oh, on. How much? We oh, have yeah. to have a quick therapy session yeah. here with <laughs> Tim if we can. So, Tim, if somebody were to ask you how painful is it to be a Bears fan, how would you respond? Well, keep in mind, I've been a Chicago Cubs fan since 1967 so i'm sort of used to the open wounds <laughs> you know that's the only way i can explain it that i've already i've gone to boot camp for sporting teams but you know the payoff was fantastic for the bears in 85 and just like the world series for the cubs so i hang on to that well i think most people do around here but uh, there's been a lot of hanging lately and uh <laughs> I I think it's about time somebody started some winning, but I have absolutely no idea when that's going to happen. And boy, Sam, when you reeled out those statistics, wow. Man. It makes me feel worse than I was uh, when we started this thing. I love that question because you ask somebody, you know, if if nobody has watched sports before and yes. they were to ask you what's it like to be a Bears fan, and I got so many responses, but my favorite one is from my buddy Phil, who's a Southside guy through and through. He said, remember when Mr. T was in Rocky Three? Yes. Pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, well, taking a look at uh, the results of last week, from what I've been given, you are moving ahead. Another point. I'm at 18. The over- overall score, I'm 18, and you are at 20. So I got a hunch that uh, you're probably going to be leading all season, but... I'm not going to quit, and we'll just see what goes on, okay? Okay, little engine that could. I love that. <laughs> the little engine that could. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, are we ready? <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Oh, I bet you are. Okay, uh, so tomorrow, I guess it's Giants and 49ers. I will be taking the 49ers. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yes, I think we it both is. understand that. You know, also Saquon Barkley is out for the Giants. Yeah, He's their man. number one offensive player, yeah. star running back. He's out. Let's not even waste any more time. San Francisco should roll. Yeah, it was too bad when he went out because he was he was pounding away up until that point. Um, Falcons and the Lions. Hmm. I guess hmm. I'm going to go with the Lions again. 
I think we both took the Lions last week. Yes, and in and typical right. Lions fashion, <laughs> you just can't have anything nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not on a sustained basis, no. Although they did make it, uh, it was a close game, but still, the, um, what, maybe the honeymoon is a bit over, or, or whatever term I'm looking for. Well, uh, this happens all the time in the yeah. NFL. A team beats a team like Kansas City, and we're like, oh, my God, the Lions are great. And really, it's really not that, you know, it's sort of in the middle between reality and perception. I do agree with you, though. I'm going to take Detroit because Atlanta has played both of its games so far at home. This is the first road game of the season for a very young Falcons team. And look, Detroit clearly has to take this seriously. Even though I, I tell you right now, and I've told you before, I don't trust this head coach, Paul Bunyan. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he maximizes their chances to win. Yeah, uh, Sam will send me these pictures of like Paul Bunyan standing next to Babe, the Blue Ox, or whatever the legend is, and go underneath it says Detroit's coach. Uh, yeah, I know how you feel. He is a bit. Uh, well, he has a big presence. Let's just put it that way. He looks like he eats sawdust for breakfast. <laughs> Don't rule that out. Possibly. Uh, Chargers and Vikings. I'm taking the Chargers. Barf. What? These teams are both 0-2. Oh. No, yeah. I mean, it's these are supposed to be playoff contenders, and they've both found their way down the hole to 0-2. Uh, Vikings have already signed – actually, they traded for a running back today after letting their star running back go in the offseason. So they're already trying to put, you know, all these pieces together. I Just for the sake of controversy, mm -hmm. I'll take Minnesota here. Really? It's a coin flip, buddy. Okay. I mean, it's, it's basically a pick em in Vegas. All right. Saints and Packers, I'm taking the Packers. Ugh. I know. I get the hives, too, when uh, I start thinking about picking I the mean, cheese. I mean, it's coming out of my mouth, and I'm going, <laughs> New Orleans is sort of paper tough, though. And what I mean by that is, yes, they're 2-0, and but they have beaten two very mediocre teams. They barely squeaked by Carolina on Monday night against a rookie quarterback. This is the first tough test for the Saints. Um, and, and here's the other thing, too. I love going against teams that – you know, look really good when they're playing a team that just lost. And Green Bay had their hearts ripped out of their pads. They were up like 10 points last week and end up losing to the Falcons. So let's go Packers. I agree with okay. you. I don't like them, but I, 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 have I to hear what you say. You got to do what you got to do. Texans and uh, Jaguars. I'm going to take the Jaguars. One of the biggest spreads this week in Vegas. Jacksonville's a 10 point favorite. So. They should handle business against a rookie quarterback, and I really think I, I know we've all seen. Remember the Titans? When I close my eyes, I can see Sunshine Ronnie Bass in Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback for Jacksonville, and that always makes me happy. So let's go Jacksonville. Okay, Broncos and Dolphins. Um, well, I'm not quite sure about this. Well, Denver's zero two. They're going to be yeah, desperate. They're going to be I like know. they're going to be I pulling know. out the knives on yeah, the sideline. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they're going to be doing everything. <laughs> everything they can. possible. But will it be enough? That's what everybody no. wants to know. No, no. I'll take the Dolphins. All right, there. See, that was real sports talk. So there for about five seconds. Gray. <laughs> uh, Titans and the Browns taking the Browns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I should too. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think every team is going to score two defensive touchdowns against the Browns. True. Like Pittsburgh just did on yeah. Monday. That's yeah. why Cleveland lost because Pittsburgh scored not one, but two I believe defensive the, touchdowns. On the very first play, too, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the first play and one of the last yeah. plays. Right. 
Yeah. It's like, let's just put the defense out there the whole game <laughs> and see what you can do. We're going to do uh, – oh, go ahead. Yeah, Cleveland. I'll go Cleveland. All right. Uh, hold on to your thoughts there. Wait a minute. Make sure I mark the right uh, – where did it go? Cleveland. Okay. Everybody stay tuned. We'll be back. We're going to do more with Sam. September is Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. It's important for everyone to continue to raise awareness about mental health, to fight the stigma, and provide support to those suffering. People are still facing higher levels of depression and anxiety, so if you – or a loved one, are looking to break free from your depression and anxiety, a fresh start awaits. Anesthesiologist Dr. Bal Nadra uses ketamine to treat major depression, anxiety, bipolar, and PTSD. Ketamine is safe, highly effective, and can relieve depression symptoms within a few hours or days, as well as chronic pain. It can also relieve suicidal thoughts almost immediately. With far more experience and expertise than any clinic in the Midwest, IV Solution is your solution. For September, mention you heard this on WGN Radio and get $1,000 off your initial series of seven ketamine treatments. And they now offer financial assistance from the Serenity Foundation. Schedule your free consultation. Call 844-9-IV-MEDS. That's 844-948-6337 or visit ketamineChicago.com. Before the weather gets too cold. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGN-TV. That sounds like football music to me. 720 WGN, John Landecker. Thanks for tuning in. It's 822 in the midst of picks with Sam Panayanovich. Moving right along. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> All right. It's the Bills versus the team that shall not be mentioned. <laughs> you know, if we keep it, if we keep avoiding their name, maybe they'll never yeah. lose again. Uh, I'm taking the Bills. Uh, no, yeah, I feel like I have to. No, I have to. I mean, the Washington Football Academy is just—it's <laughs> <laughs> one of those things where we tip our caps. They beat Arizona, and then they go on the road to Denver, win the second game. It's crazy to me that Buffalo was one and one, and Washington is yeah. two and zero. Oh, That's but true. Yeah, we know what to do here. So we're both taking the Bills. Is that what you're saying? I am not picking the Washington football group. Right. No. Colts and Ravens. Taking the Ravens. Yeah, John Harbaugh is doing a bang-up job this year. Already has a couple of his best playmakers hurt on offense. Odell Beckham is hurt. Their running back is out for the year. And still, the Ravens find ways to win. You know, they were very impressive against Cincinnati last week. I'll take Baltimore at home. They're a seven-point favorite. They should beat a rookie quarterback. Patriots and Jets. I'm taking the Jets. All right, we'll be heads up on this one. The okay. only yeah. the only silver lining for me is that it's not Aaron Rodgers, as we all know. He's right. not playing in this game. Right. Although I heard he got with Joe Rogan to try and get back like next week. I think that's a thing now. <laughs> um, wow, that's your ticket for getting back? Wow. Yeah, Joe Rogan, yeah. he can do anything. Uh, apparently. Yeah. yeah, hey, MacGyver, I've got a rubber band, a paperclip, and a straw. <laughs> Fix my Achilles. Um, Zach Wilson is 0-5 against Bill Belichick. Two touchdowns, seven picks, 12 sacks. Mm, mm. That is not a good recipe. So I will take the Patriots, but I'll tell you what, man, that Patriots team is not as good as it's been in a long time. Right. Panthers and Seahawks. I'm going to take the Seahawks. 
Tough track here for the rookie, Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. They took it on the chin on Monday. Now they have to go all the way across the country yep. and face uh, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. Bad spot for the rookie. I'll take Seattle. Bears and Chiefs. Gosh, I just don't <laughs> know which one I want to pick. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, it looks on paper, it looks really, really bad. So I guess it is. I'm going to take uh, the Bears and the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs. What else? The best part about my weekend was right after Justin Fields threw that awful pick six in the fourth quarter. Fox does that next week on Fox. (laughs) (laughs) The game of the week. The Bears. The Chiefs. I'm like, oh, my God. This is brutal. Um, I'm going to defer to Tim on this one. Tim, what are we taking? I would say the Chiefs, but yet I just flipped the coin, and that's what happened. Wait a minute. You flipped the, no, like flip the coin and no, it said Chiefs? No, I'm kidding. Oh. No, Chiefs, definitely Chiefs. Okay. Well, That's also gonna... Landecker's trick. That's, That's what right. he does. He That's just right. flips coins. I almost beat him last year doing that. Yeah. I ran out of coins, though, so yeah. I came up short. <laughs> Cowboys and Cardinals taking the Cowboys. You have to. Dallas is a 13-point favorite in Las Vegas, and Dallas may be the best team in the NFC. Their defense is nasty. Give me Dallas. Steelers and Raiders. I am on the fence. What about you? Um, who is it? Steelers and who? Raiders. Raiders. Okay. Las Vegas Raiders are favored at home. Look, Pittsburgh, I think the narrative around Pittsburgh is they're always right around 500 with this coach. But yeah. a lot like Belichick, the talent just isn't really there anymore, especially on offense. I'll take the Raiders. I'll yep. roll the dice. I had, I had him circled. I just thought I'd mull it around for a little bit. Eagles and Buccaneers taking the Eagles. Yeah, this is Monday night here. The Eagles are lucky to be 2-0, but the Buccaneers are luckier to be 2-0, if that makes any sense. Um, Give me the Eagles. Rams and Bengals taking the Bengals. All right, I'm going to call upset here. Really? Well, here's why. There's a rumor rolling around Cincinnati that Joe Burrow might not play. Oh, really? Well, you know, you've got your ear to the rumor mill, so you'd know more than I would. Well, he's got this calf injury, and I can tell you this. The Bengals opened as a seven-point favorite. The line in Vegas right now is two and a half. Mm. So it has moved four and a half points, and those guys in the desert know what they're doing. I wouldn't be surprised if we look up on Monday and Joe Burrow gets ruled out for this game. So I'm going to gamble here, and uh, I love going heads up with you. I mean, that's the fun of it, right? We don't want to just agree on on everything. No. Although, I'll take the Rams. Okay, so where did we di- where did we decide to disagree here? You took the Vikings over the Chargers. I took the Vikings. Yeah, you did. I took okay. the Rams. Yep. Okay. I took. Let's see. Uh, there were a couple others, but I remember you took Chicago and I took Kansas City. That's all. I, I know. I did not take Chicago. Thank you very much. <laughs> What's the final score? Give me the final of John the, Le- uh, Records Landecker score of the of the Chiefs and the Bears. Uh huh. Oh, I don't know. Somewhere in the 40s to, to somewhere in the upper teens. How about that? Upper 40s to lower teens? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. So 47 to 13? Sure, that'll do it. Very Ouch. very definitive. Yeah. Wow. Well, I want to give myself a lot of wiggle room. The Chiefs are going to win. What are they going to win by? I think they're going to win big, but who knows? Maybe they'll take the, the Bears for granted because they haven't done anything and somehow finger of fate comes in and the bears i they're not going to do it what are you talking i just hope everybody has fun buddy that's all oh yes that's right and it's always got to be a good time in the nfl right as long as we don't get a concussion and and it's just a game just remember uh sure yeah (laughs) Uh, all right sam 
Have a good uh, week, and I'll talk to you next week. We'll see how uh, our picks are doing starting tomorrow night. Thanks for being with us, Sam Panionovich. You got it. Hey, Tim, good to meet you over the radio. Thank you, Sam. Take care. Yeah. By the way, Tim. Yes. Um, I got another text at uh, 312-981-7200. I remember Tim Larson on radio in Rockford. It sounds like he is busy in retirement. He's awesome. Thanks for having him on. He sounds fantastic. Wow. How about that? Thank you. It's the bottom of the hour. Time to get into the WGN Radio Newsroom. With the local resources of Channel 9 and the national resources of Cable News Network News Nation, this is WGN Radio, on air and online. It's 74 degrees, cloudy skies, it is 8.30, good evening. I'm David Jennings. The news is sponsored by Cars for Kids. Romeoville Police are going to have to do a little waiting now. As two suspects they were looking for have been found in the murders of a family of four. Pirates leave the Cubs 11-6 to right now. The Nationals beat the White Sox 13-3. The Fire were trailing the Columbus Crew 3-zip. 31 minutes inbound on the Kennedy. On the outbound side, it is 28 minutes. On the Ike, you're doing pretty well in both directions right now. No other major delays. One of the two suspects Romeoville police have been after in the weekend murders of a family of four and their pets in their homes is dead in Oklahoma. A woman associated with that suspect is in critical condition, also in Oklahoma. There is a car crash and a gunshot. The family of 14-year-old Marshawn Mitchell and members of the Country Club Hills Police Force gathered today asking for the public's help in catching whoever shot and killed him. He was gunned down leaving Hillcrest High School's homecoming football game. A military medical panel has concluded that one of the five 9-11 defendants being held in Guantanamo Bay has been rendered delusional and psychotic by the torture he underwent years ago in the custody of the CIA. The findings raise uncertainty over whether or not Ramzi bin al-Shabi will be standing trial. And the Biden administration says it's coming up with $600 million in funding to produce a new at-home COVID-19 tests. And they're relaunching that website that lets Americans order up to four free tests per household. The forecast from the WGN Chicago Weather Center. Mostly cloudy tonight, low in the low 60s. Clouds tomorrow, slight chance of afternoon showers at 81. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night, a chance of showers and slight chance of thunderstorms right through the overnight, low in the mid-60s. Mostly cloudy Friday, a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. High 78 inland, mid-70s along the lakefront. 74 at O'Hare, 75 at Midway. It is 63 in Michigan City. I'm David Jennings, WGN News. Next news when it happens. Next scheduled news at 9 o'clock on the John Landecker Show. Being a union member, shop unique farmhouse accents, candles, and much more. Before and after every Bears game, tune in to Happen OB right here on 720 WGN. Sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Justin Fields Drive. <laughs> 
Scams and spam to watch out for. The weekly Better Business Bureau warnings, including news of a high school sports streaming scam at 748 Thursday morning. It all starts tomorrow morning at 6 on the Bob Surratt Show. I couldn't find a song that said uh, pumpkin and spice, <laughs> so I had to settle for sugar and spice. But uh, Marnie Shore from The Takeout is with us. How you doing, Marnie? Good evening. Welcome to the world of pumpkin spice. We're in a pumpkin spice land. Wow. Thank you so much for having me in pumpkin spice land. Oh, it's gorgeous here in pumpkin spice land. <laughs> It's a little dry, though. It's a little dry. It's a little spicy, I got to admit, and it's a little pumpkin-y, but still. That's okay. Who invented this? Where did this come from, this pumpkin spice, which now is like, I don't know, Starbucks, Wendy's, who knows who else? Pop-Tarts, for all I know. It's a pumpkin spice I can't say it. Spice-a-looza or something. Where did pumpkin spice start? What were its origins? You know, the combination of pumpkin with cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it goes back a long time. But, um, you know, pumpkin beer, of all things, really uh, kind of kicked off yeah. the seasonal craze. Um, and then Starbucks just took it to a whole new level 20 years ago with the release of the pumpkin spice latte, turning those flavors into kind of a status symbol and an aspirational taste of fall that everybody had to get their hands on. A status symbol. Hmm. Huh. Now, wait, was it just the Starbucks that qualified as the status symbol or was the combination of the Starbucks and the pumpkin spice latte that made it a status symbol? years ago, we didn't have, um, you know, viral internet trends the way that we do now. Right, right, right. And so the arrival of the latte built up every year as sort of its own, its own meme, its own trend in a way that (laughs) supersedes the internet in a way. And now the internet has just done nothing but reinforce it. I think I saw on the grocery store shelf some pumpkin spice cereal. Like checks or something, Kellogg's or something like that. Yeah, some cereal also including a pumpkin spice. I guess you just, you don't want to miss the pumpkin spice wave when it comes to food at this time of year because, God forbid, you know, you might be uh, losing an opportunity. I was reading your article that you had uh, in the takeout, by the way. Starbucks pumpkin spice latte launch sets a new record in 2023. Expound on that. There's a foot traffic analytics firm at a website, placer.ai, And that service tracks the foot traffic in accordance with menu releases to sort of see what's driving people to come to Starbucks. And um, obviously every year there's a big spike on pumpkin spice launch day because they've turned it into such an event at this point. Mm -hmm. But this year the spike was the biggest that it's been since Placer.ai started tracking this sort of data in 2017. Every year the pumpkin spice latte has been released earlier in the year. So now it's, you know, in late August as opposed to September or October. And it doesn't matter that the temperatures were around 100 degrees on launch day. People still <laughs> showed up. <laughs> so the spike in traffic was bigger than it's ever been. Wow. 
That is amazing. And I'm sure the sales will continue on. And it's got, I know, as, as it finally does get cooler and then cold, um, I don't know, may, I might even buy one myself. I've never had a pumpkin spice latte. I just sort of refuse to join the pumpkin spice movement. Have you had a pumpkin spice anything? No. Neither have I. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pumpkin spice free, in case uh, anybody wants to drug test me. Uh, so, so we... we it's always nice to know, isn't we, it? We got we got the Starbucks here, and I love I love 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 this article, Marnie, about Wendy's pumpkin spice frosty, is mm-hmm. is the fall treat to beat. First of all, before you tell us how it tastes, uh, give us a little more background on Wendy's pumpkin spice frosty. It's the exact sort of treat that I can't believe we haven't seen every year. When I saw the ad for it, the press release, I thought, finally, <laughs> because, you know, you can make a pumpkin spice milkshake just about anywhere. Culver's does a really good one every year. Right. Um, but the Frosty, there's just something about the Wendy's Frosty that is so different. In It's a standout in the category. It's got that consistency between soft serve and milkshake. They've always known how to temper the flavor. It's called a light chocolate Frosty, the classic one because they mix chocolate and vanilla so that it doesn't overwhelm the flavor of your burger and fries. How does it taste, uh, according to your article here, uh, Marnie? It, it, tastes, it, it tastes perfect. <laughs> it, it tastes perfect? What? You said it does. Uh, given the typically muted color palette of Wendy's Frosty, it's hard to overstate how artificially orange this thing is. Those are your words, aren't they? Oh, Yeah. Its hue is on par with a creamsicle, brighter than an orange cream, while its flavor tastes similarly artificial. Ooh. Ooh, come on. Wow. Don't yeah, don't I, judge that book by its cover. I guess I'm not getting one of those. Uh, not that mm-hmm. I was going to anyway. But you know, sometimes artificial isn't necessarily bad, and I think that they just nailed the artificialness without making it too cloying or too sugary. It's pumpkin spice. You're going to get some measure of artificiality. I mean, a lot of pumpkin spice products don't even have pumpkin in them. <laughs> yeah, but... I know. Marnie, I've got a question for you. Is, is pumpkin spice sort of the Reese's candy of the food world where they partner up with absolutely everybody they can get their mitts on? You know, it's, <laughs> it's not owned by anybody, but it's a great metaphor because it just shows up anywhere it can. There are even pumpkin spice garbage bags being sold. This no, year. wait a oh, minute. Come on. Hold on. You mean they they smell like pumpkin spice? The the garbage bag does before you put the garbage in the garbage bag, oh. and then do they possibly yes, and hopefully sti- after too? Right. Good. Wow. You must really like your garbage man uh, to do that. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You're dressing that, up your garbage. Uh, well, oh yeah. my. We're oh. going to really get into pumpkin spice land this year, kids. This is one way to get the kids to take out the trash. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Our trash bags smell like pumpkin spice. Hey, Mom, the people down the street, they have uh, trash bags that smell like pumpkin spice. How come ours are just plain old black rubbery ones? <laughs> Hard yeah. to keep up with the joke. Oh, you know it. Um, we've got more with Marnie Shure from The Takeout. Uh, well, You're not sure what's next, are oh, you? Oh, no, I do. There's just too much to pick from. Pop-Tarts, Olive Garden being America's utopia, and more. Coming back on 720 WGN. Chicago's very own WGN.
having pain like that and not knowing how you caused it and for how long it's lasting. Andreas and Sons Concrete Construction, providing high-quality, professional concrete and asphalt solutions since 1959. 7:20. John Landecker, along with in-studio guest Tim Larson, chatting with uh, Marnie Shore from the Takeout and the fantastic headline uh, that says Olive Garden might just be America's utopia. Now, is that because of the unlimited breadsticks, or why, why is it exactly uh, America's possible utopia? The breadsticks are what make it my personal utopia, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think that's only one factor in why it is beloved overall. Yeah, there's been some new research uh, from researchers at the MIT Sloan School of Management. They used mobile location data of um, everyday Americans to see how our day-to-day movements align with our social class. Okay. Basically, um, our degree of wealth or the lack thereof tend to place us in very specific areas of the cities we live in. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to measure where are the sites where that segregation is happening the most and where is it happening the least. Interesting. And, yeah, it, it was um, pretty striking the degree to which chain restaurants bring people together across social and wealth classes and income brackets and everything. And that is where the most social mixing tends to occur. Are places like Olive Garden, Chili's, and Applebee's, those sort of full-service, sit-down, mid-tier restaurants. Mid-price, too, I might add, right? I mean, not not too expensive and not a cheap restaurant either, but still very reasonable. And Usually, the portions are rather generous, and everybody can sit around and have a good time. I understand that. Regardless of social status or income, you know, people are still looking for a place to congregate and relate to other people. It seems that these particular types of chain restaurants are providing that uh, venue. Applebee's sort of surprises me, though. I don't hear them talked about that much, but apparently uh, that's one of the places where people congregate, huh? Yeah, you know, even if they're not talked about the most or they're not the buzziest restaurants, uh, these types of in- establishments, um, like you said, they're a good value. Yeah. And they are easy to walk in and sit down with a, as big or small a group as you have and come together. But they also tend to be situated in places like strip malls or right. nearby yeah. where it's not like it's in one person's backyard. Right. Everyone's traveling to get to these places. And the farther you travel from home, the more likely you are to experience places of mixed uh, social mixing. So it's just kind of interesting that everyone's creating a destination out of these restaurants. As a result, everyone's meeting up there. And I might add, no matter where or how far you travel from home, you will always find, more than likely, an Olive Garden a Chili's, or an Applebee's all across the country. And when you're bringing these different kinds of people in, whether it's, you know, wealth difference or whatever the case may be, taste difference, I find that these chains, when you put this group together, there is predictability. Everybody knows. It's comfort. It's comfort. You know exactly what. There's there's no surprises here. No. Granted, there's something to say for going to a unique local restaurant. Right. But for some people, that's rolling the dice. Exactly. You always know what you're going to get at these restaurants, and they are just about everywhere. And I think that's a very good point. 
that uh, this study demonstrates that that particular status of restaurant and attracts the various levels of income and uh, social ranking just because it's a, it's like, um, well, the thing that popped into my mind is almost like the neighborhood bar or something. Mm. I mean, you know, you could just, everybody can show up. They know what they're going to get. They're going to have a good time. Food's going to be okay. And you're probably able to take some home. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's how I want to spend an evening. <laughs> yes. Now let's get to Pop-Tarts because this just <laughs> blows my mind. I counted 24 different Pop-Tart flavors. I can't believe that. That is unreal. And they've added two more. What's going on? Why such a proliferation of different Pop-Tart flavors, do you think? I think that there must be some really restless Pop-Tarts <laughs> R&D specialists who could <laughs> the factory or something because, yeah, it's, it's such a wide range. And they're adding new ones all the time because they announced the two new additions of Frosted Chocolatey Chip Pancake and Frosted Strawberry Milkshake. But then when I followed up with the Pop-Tarts team to clarify the new additions, they said, oh, and by the way, the pumpkin pie Pop-Tarts will be on the shelf again soon, too. <laughs> but not the pumpkin spice Pop-Tarts? We don't have any? Are they actually avoiding it? I bet there's going to be some pumpkin pie I spices in there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you know, I have to say, I do like Pop-Tarts, and I'll tell you why. Do you like them toasted or not? That's why I like them. Ah. You can take them with you, not almost like candy, but almost like a, a little cake in your pocket, if you will, if you want to take a Pop-Tart out. Yeah. It's not that overly, uh, it's not, of course it's sugary, but it's not overwhelmingly so. And they're durable. <coughs> if you put them in your backpack, it doesn't matter if they're right. all messed up at the end of the day. Yeah. You could still eat them. And then, of course, if you want to toast them or use them at breakfast, you per- you uh, obviously can. I am, of all the things that we've ever talked about, I would say Pop-Tarts are the one thing that I have a special place in my <laughs> Pop-Tart heart for. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor? Oh, who could tell? There's 24 of them. I mean, I, I guess. Um, I'm a strawberry guy. Love I'm, the strawberry. You know, I'm uh, a very, I wouldn't say bland, but the more frosting, the better, as far as I'm concerned. That's more than likely confetti cupcake or, or brown sugar cinnamon, perhaps. Um, you know, the one that shocked me the most was Ego frosted maple fluoro. Ego? Yes. You mean like Lego my ego? Yes. I don't remember seeing this many in the grocery store. Uh, obviously, Marnie, they continue to uh, have uh, a fine profit margin by increasing the number of Pop-Tarts in the stores. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't be there, right? They can charge whatever they want because who else is making an ego frosted maple <laughs> that you can put in your toaster? Well, it well, cornered the market on <laughs> Marty, it's always great talking to you. Thank you so much for being with us. I look forward to the next time. Thank you for having me. You betcha. Marty, sure, from the takeout. We didn't get time to have time to get to all of them, but uh, there was a thing about vegetarians and a thing about uh, the consumption of meat, but I went for the more, I don't know, Fun ones, if that's uh, something I can use to describe food. Sure you can, John. A special day on this day in history. What is it? You'll find out right after the top of the hour. But right now, it's time to get into the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom on 720 WGN. What if you could build a six-figure retirement income with almost half the money saved? 
Thank you for joining us in the Storyteller Studio with Tim Larson and Liz Wilder, where everything begins with the story.